Yes, we're casting our pod today. I'm Nick Briggs, and I have with me... Ian Atkins. Hello. And Joe Smith. Joe Smith. The new one. (laughs) How do we explain Joe Smith? Um, I'm very lucky, and I don't deserve to be here, but here I am nonetheless. Would you concur with that, Ian? Yeah, this is kind of the fan equivalent of the netherworld, so... It's pretty good. (laughs) So coming up in this podcast, um, there's some exciting things, um, like uh, a Sherlock Holmes trailer, and there's going to be a trailer for um, the Survivor's audiobook. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some competition results. Mm -hmm. Did I say competition results? Well, there will be competition results, but there... Oh. Uh, I'm playing the music. You can't hear it, but no. I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> and and there'll be lots of. Um, sorry, I'm just having a nightmare here. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's You've the, not recovered from the big finish party yet. Oh yeah, it's the big finish party last night. Did you have a good time, guys? It was great. It was great. I've only been here three days, and they let me go already, and everything. Yeah, it's downhill from now on. Yeah, I know. I've uh, peaked already. It's a shame. <laughs> My my proudest proudest achievement, as I said on Facebook this morning, was that uh, I got the music turned off. Yeah, so in, in all a us, top London nightclub. Yeah, all us, I don't think it was that top, was it? Middle of the roads. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they did look at me like I just suggested something appalling anyway um so uh what should we do first have a few emails we've got some emails here do you want to pass them out yeah they're on bits of paper which seems to negate the whole point of them being emails doesn't it actually it's it's a bit bit old-fashioned it's a bit last century but uh (laughs) otherwise we're sitting with loads of screens that doesn't work yeah no no that's true i've got the screen and that that's it (laughs) shall i have one as well yep absolutely Just, I'll just like, okay. Well, we'll yeah. dish them out. Who's yeah. going Joe, you're going to go first. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Okay. All right, so... Fingers crossed. This isn't a complete mess, up. No, we'll just use <laughs> it up. So it's got, a good head, it's got a good headline. The fourth Doctor Nadrick, and it's from John Moy. And he says, Hello, I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, and I love what Big Finish has done with the Doctor Who audios and how Big Finish has been able to help the characters that weren't initially, initially liked by fans become beloved. Uh, one companion I'd love to see get the Big Finish treatment is Adric which, of course, we've already just had. So, exactly. You know, that's quite nice, isn't it? Uh, but John is asking... Do you see how the way Joe's commenting on the emails as well as reading? Exactly. It's, just... it's almost like I've done my research and I've been <laughs> listening to all the podcasts desperately to work it out. But what John's specifically asking is that could we have some more adventures uh, with just uh, Tom and Matthew set between the Keeper of Traken and Logopolis? I mean, is this something that we'd like to do or not? Well, there are no plans at the moment. I oh, think dear. I can safely say that. So sorry to disappoint you there. I th- what, what are you going to say? Well, what I was going to say is, I think, uh, I need, uh, Michael Stevens will confirm this close to the date, but I think one of the monthly short trips, oh. I think it's called Black Dog, and from what I remember, the listing at the moment is that it's Fourth Doctor Andrew. So okay. it's not quite well, what, what so he's asking. Like it's, it's almost, it's almost there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah you've okay. got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you want to do another one? Um, yes, no, thank you very much. Uh, this is from Luke Stevens. 
and it's saying, uh, Greetings, Big Finish podcast team. I am a relatively new listener to your audio dramas, but I'm really enjoying your stories, especially the Fourth Doctor adventures. I'm looking forward to the novel adaptations next year, especially Well Man of War. I have noticed that on the covers you've released, there is a new logo, and I'm wondering whether this is going to be the standard going forward into 2015, if this is just a preliminary image, or if there is another reason behind it. While I don't mind the new logo, I feel that myself and other listeners will be worried about shelf continuity, especially as the Romance of Crime and the English Way of Death have the 2013 logo on at the moment. It's a nitpick, I know, but a little clarification would be nice to hear. Nevertheless, I look forward to these upcoming releases, and I hope they live up to expectations. Do you have an answer to that question? I do, actually. Oh, good. Um, The logo we'd been using until, I think, about August this year was the BBC official 50th anniversary Doctor Who logo. Yeah. And then when we started sending things in October, um, I think David Richardson suddenly emailed us (laughs) saying, oops, the BBC have just suddenly realised that it's no longer... 2013 <laughs> so um, the, the logo that we're now going with is the new BBC approved Doctor Who logo post anniversary so. yes that's uh, we you know because we're, we're totally at their beck and call for that aren't we? it's not it's not our decision it's their property and we use whichever logo they tell us to use yeah. and it's actually if anyone's really interested it's just the fact that the kind of bleed away image has all become white now so Mark Plasto has to colour them all in with Tippex so. <laughs> that's literally he does a good up. job though oh my goodness the fridge has started that's, I can't, you can't me. believe how loud that is in my headphones I shall I read one <laughs> dear big finish crew this is uh, from Samuel Lewis I'm struck by the news just now that Maggie Stables has passed away yes mm. I, I went to her funeral uh, last Monday uh, it came to me just after I had recorded a Doctor Who related podcast so to meet with it afterwards came to me as quite a shock I felt I had to send this email uh, to give my condolences thanks ever so much as well as remember her in my own way her portrayal of Evelyn Smythe makes her my favourite companion period and I am counting televised Doctor Who in that mix as well that's very wow. nice it may be controversial for some but it is the truth in my mind her ability to stand toe-to-toe with Colin's sixth doctor made her a, a favorite of mine as the woman that made him mellow as he called her in other stories she will dearly be missed as I did think of her often after hints were made that she was unwell in previous podcasts it was like worrying over a friend, and now that she has passed, it is like losing a friend. Rest in peace, Maggie Stables. You will be missed and will always eternally be my Evelyn Smythe. That's a really lovely it's email. Lovely, isn't it? yeah. There's a lot of really nice kind of posts on the forum and emails in. And I mean, so from my point of view, I think she was the first time when I was listening to Big Finish, you think, oh wow, like they're really able to kind of do things we've not seen before. And yeah. I, I, I loved her. I loved this. Well, and that was all down to Gary Russell. I mean, he did, you know, he came up with the character and then Jack Rayner, who, who wrote it so brilliantly. Um, yeah. Goodness me, that fridge is just ridiculous. <laughs> and her funeral was extremely well attended and Colin Baker was there. And, uh, and there was a lovely uh, eulogy by her daughter, uh, which, was, which was informative. She had, she had such an f- interesting life. You know, she did yeah. uh, a lot of stuff before she became an actress. Anyway, I just suddenly thought we ought to maybe uh, hear the trailer for The Marion Conspiracy. Let's have a little oh, listen to that. Considering her childhood, it's astounding that Elizabeth I became the greatest female ruler of modern times. Would whoever is making that ridiculous noise please stop it at once? Sorry. The safety of the entire planet could be at stake. Hmm. 
The Queen is anxious to see you as soon as you arrive. We have a fear that the baby may come forth early. Baby? For the Virgin Queen? A toast to her elf, I say, and any children that she may end up having. <laughs> to the Queen. Absolutely. To good Queen Bess. Doctor, Her Most Gracious Majesty, Queen Mary. Queen Mary? If they cannot step from the path of sin, then they will be purified in the flames. It's catching up in the, the nexus point. History. I'll cease to exist. Help me. Help. This country will be Catholic before my death, Doctor, and no man will stand in my way. I will wipe the Protestant scourge from every corner of England. There we are, the Marian conspiracy. And during that trailer, I don't know whether my mic was accidentally up, Joe actually had a good old go at the fridge. It's, it's dead now. It it's won't be coming back. <laughs> good. Uh, oh, you've got another email lined up there, Ian. I have indeed. Uh, this is from Ian Parks. Hello, Ian. Um, hi, chaps and chapesses. Um, well, we should say that we haven't got any chapesses here today because no. Sue decided she'd rather have an, an, a lie-in than, than just to come in for a, a, an eight o'clock podcast. But uh, <laughs> is she's she very coming in later? Like that. No, actually, she's not coming. This is not one of her so. days. Um, but yeah, so it's chaps and chaps, really. We sound like some sort of cowboy outfitters. <laughs> anyway, I got um, my chaps on. Has Let's actually given an answer it, to Nick. the competition, yes. which will be later. Oh. Um, but anyway, onto the email, and it's keep up the good work. I'm currently enjoying Philip Hinchcliffe presents on my trips to and from work, and I will be sorry when this is over. I think the longer stories work better than the short two-parters. Are there any plans to produce a season of longer stories featuring Tom and Louise? Perhaps a full season of five four-parters followed by a six-parter, just like we had in 1977. The, the recent 4DAs have been fun, and I feel like a few of them have been rushed and did not have enough time for the sort of character and plot development that four or six-parters allow. One more thing. I believe that the abandoned did not meet with universal approval, and indeed some comments on the forum were downright hostile. While this isn't my favourite story, I do feel that pushing the boundaries of who is something that should be encouraged. Experimentation does not always work, but it is important to try something a little different from time to time to keep things fresh. Otherwise, we would just end up with carbon copies of old Base Under Siege and Monster of the Month scripts, and ranges would become stagnant. Some of your greatest stories have been those which bent the rules. I'm thinking of Creatures of Beauty, The Natural History of Fear, and, and The Pirates. Um, oh, and I love Night of the Triffid to Bits too. And I think that's just an aside, not that that was us experimenting again. Um, just one final thing. Lose that awful competition music. It sounds like an explosion in a trumpet factory. I know Nick likes it and rates it, but he is wrong. What competition I... music is that, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just knew I'd have to do that if you mention it. All right, look, I'll turn it off now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, I know you're wrong about the uh, the competition music. That's all I have to say. Um, <clears throat> we're all entitled to our opinions, aren't we? And I think Absolutely. your opinion that it's a, a terrible... What did you say? Explosion that's, in a trumpet that's factory. A, that, is a, that is a yeah, brilliant description of it, actually. Not, not quite as good as Dan Tosterman's one where he said it was a bunch of psychopaths or something. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, <clears throat> to the points... I was kind of about the longer stories. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I think that the r longer stories have a place. Do you, do you guys agree? Yeah. I think definitely. I thought when back when we did the game was pretty good for me because oh, it, yeah. it let you definitely and it let you have that little thing that they always used to do in the seventies where it's like a four part story followed by a two part. Mm. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I think for maybe the four of the eighties that'd be a really good 
space to get into. I mean, we've had a three-parter in there already. Yes. So anything to sort of just change it up sometimes, it makes it more fresh in my mind. But mm. but then it's, it's whatever what Nick wants to do, really. He's yeah. just looking at me and will throw things at me if I so disagree. Nick, so, so it's Nick, all do good. you want to confirm now the 1977 set that's going to be five four-parters and a six-parter? No. <laughs> See, controversially, I do actually prefer the shorter stories. Mm. I think we're used to Doctor Who being told quicker these days and for me the, the longer stories although uh, I think they have lots much merit and we will always continue to do those I would err on the side of the shorter stories mm. actually they just uh, they work better, better for me I kind of what I do is with the Tom Baker ones I sort of write episode one and episode four with a slight gear change in the middle uh, and that works for me brilliantly because there there was a lot of treading water in those old episodes I mean they are great don't get me wrong I, I really love them um but yeah, it's uh, and also what we do is we're not doing two 25-minute episodes. We're yeah. kind of doing two 30, 35-minute episodes. So you're not just getting a two-part story. You are getting more. But as I say, all, all views are valid. And I'm glad that we're catering for people who like the longer stories as well. I know David Richardson, mm. uh, who isn't here, so he doesn't get a voice. No, but he, he, <laughs> he does like the longer stories yeah. himself. So, you well, know, that view is represented within Big Finish. And it, I mean, it's been great getting all the emails about Hinchcliffe set and how well you know it was received at Big Finish Day. So you know it's really nice to hear that there is a place for that. So. Yes, and who knows what will happen in the future? <laughs> Should we do some competition stuff just yeah, to, to yeah, liven things not? up? And because you know we haven't heard the competition music enough. I know what competition music. <laughs> the one that's playing now. You might be able to hear it on those headphones. I keep forgetting. We're gonna have to keep playing it. Until now, now, what was that? It was the September podcast competition, right. wasn't it? And the uh, the question was. It was, I think, which of our stories had George Mann penned, which the answer, of course, was. And I can't pronounce this, so I'm going to give it Yeah, we, we could never pronounce it. It was a Sherlock Holmes story called The Reification of Hans Gerber, or Riification. And we actually said Rification on the, the, which is totally wrong, but never mind. I've uh, been pronouncing it as Reification. <laughs> it was just a bit iffy. But, I just uh, assumed it was a sequel to Die Hard, so you know, I'm loving it. <laughs> what? What? We've had other people. It's Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Uh, not Gerber. Hans Gerber. Hans Gerber. I remember. You see, the the basis of that story, to spoil it for everyone, is that Hans Gerber <laughs> does end up being uh, Sherlock Holmes. You see. Oh, well, yeah. that. We'll never sell another of those now. And I did this accent, and Ken Bentley, the director, said, um, "Can um, can I just try something else with that?" I said, "No, you have reached the limits of my talent. That is the accent I'll be doing." <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the the answer was that uh, the author of Doctor Who: Engines of War, George Mann, wrote the reification of Hans Gerber. Hans Gerber. Was that the accent? It, um, hopefully, it was it was better. That. Uh, autographed copy of Upstairs CD. What's that mean? It was, it was one of our upstairs that we'd, we'd had autographed. We have a load of CDs in the loft and we've got to get rid of them, so as quick as we can. <laughs> Before the bats get them. Yes, definitely. Um, well, we, we've had the squirrels holding sort of several leader stories hostage, so we, we've had to act. But it was Upstairs which was autographed. Um, George Mann's hardback of Engines, Engines of War. War. And... I've got. Uh, have I autographed that? You have, yes. Yes, because I've read the audio book of that. Oh, we weren't going to mention that last time, so. Oh, well, oh no, but it's out now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's available on. Um, Amazon. Sorry, I ran out of music then. I had to put some more on. So the winner of the autographed copy of Upstairs is David Bond of uh, Australia. D Dixon, Australia. Huh? Hmm. So congratulations, David. Uh, the winner of the Engines of War hardback 
devalued by my autograph <laughs> is Paul Skevington of uh, Ipswich in Suffolk. That's in this country, the UK. And uh, the winner of the uh, Trevor Baxter and Krista... I'm such a good reader this morning, aren't I? I've clearly been up late at a party. I had one glass of champagne, that's all I have. Trevor Baxter and Christopher Benjamin autographed... Um, Oh, oh, I see. It's the, the Benjamin and Baxter interview no, thing. No. <laughs> what is it then? It's a nice little photo, isn't um, it? Oh, it's just a... Oh. Mark, Mark Plasto, Why don't you explain? Mark Plasto was doing uh, new bits of artwork for all of the big finish 15 days, and he did the Lock, Jago and Lightfoot one, and he happened to be doing it at the same time that um, uh, Trevor and Christopher were in studio, and so we got them to autograph it. There was, there's a photo on, on our site, actually, for the news item of the day with them actually holding the thing that is going to be won by... Jamie Thomas of Devizes in Wiltshire in the UK. I always love well, Devizes. It's Devizes. a great name for a place. It is a great name, isn't it? You know, a friend of mine was looking uh, for somewhere to live there this weekend. Isn't that bizarre? Get when I say a friend of mine, I mean India Fisher. I'm sure she'd be appalled oh, that I'm revealing that. Oh, we can save on the postage then. She can just yeah. take it to him. Fantastic. <laughs> so she's up to her own devices. Hey, I don't know whether they are actually going to live there. They're just, they're just having a look. Um, listen, uh, shall we just have a trailer for the judgment of Sherlock Holmes? Should we just do that? Okay, I'll see if I can press some buttons. It was late December in 1892. Whilst my poor Mary slumbered upstairs, when I heard an insistent rapping upon our front door. Dr. Watson, where is Sherlock Holmes? Madam, he is dead. It may be recalled by those who are familiar with my friend, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, that there exist as many cases that I have not been permitted to record. There is, however, one set of events. I refer to those years between 1891 and 1894. You have left all that you ever loved behind you and walked alone into unknown lands. I had no choice. Good old Watson! I knew that I could rely upon you. I wish us to construct a full account concerning my disappearance from the international stage, together with those peculiar incidents with which you were yourself at that time involved. Something terrible has happened in this hotel. A man has been found murdered. Murdered? Your accusation is absurd. I make no accusation, madam. I am merely delineating a pronounced correlation. Now, if you will excuse me, I am needed elsewhere. What say you, Mrs. Watson? Brief days of desire and long dreams of delight. They are mine when my poppy land cometh in sight. I travel alone and need no assistance of any kind. We all need help from time to time, even you. How many murders have you done? How many poor deluded men have you poisoned in their sleep? If this society of yours condones cold-blooded murder, I think I'd better know a bit more about them. Fire is man-made. The blaze was set to burn. If only he knew what is coming. If only he knew of the flood. Inspector Lestrade, be clear. Be quite clear. Did you say the society? Yes, sir. Your sins weigh down upon you. You will never escape what you have wrought. 
I can tell a thousand tiny details from the sight of you. The hours you spend luxuriating in thievery, the scale of your deception, the double standards by which you make your existence bearable. You are an affront, sir. Goodness me, I was being a bit butch there, wasn't I? <laughs> so that's The Judgment of Sherlock Holmes, which is out in December. And that was a, a special sneak preview of the trailer because it's not actually available on the site in any other form. So how about that? Um, Ian, uh, an email? An email, yes. Um, well, the first part actually also mentions uh, the competition and the, the rarefication of Hans Gerber and says, uh, which I still think of as an unofficial sequel to Die Hard. So it's quite a common thing, I think. Um, but that was from Garth Maker. And... Um, it's really just for the PS from his competition entry, because I quite like this. It was, uh, PS, I listened to the latest podcast while attempting to sleep immediately. <laughs> I didn't think this through, really, did I? Look uh, on your face, then, said it all, yeah. While attempting to sleep immediately following the delivery of our first child, Reese. Wow. A good end to a landmark day. <gasps> wow, that's so, quite incredible. I'm delighted we've helped put someone to sleep. <laughs> it's my, just it's two my words. career all over again. <laughs> They just heard big finish. It's all right because the competition music just wakes them up again. So it's quite a babysitting tool. Oh, hold on. Oh, you mean. Uh, oh, dear. Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> yes. Uh, oh, so Joe. Well, here we go. Here's a nice long one from Ian Manning. Okay, good luck. Uh, everyone likes a nice long one. It says, Dear Big Finish Podcastians, I'm currently enjoying <laughs> the dark delights of your Sapphire and Steel series. Oh. oh, I can't believe I've denied myself the pleasure of David Warner and Susanna Harker for so long. Top class stuff. But as usual, That's I have strange, questions. Right? <laughs> well, there we go. It says, his first question is, will there be any revival of the Sapphire and Steel series? I really want a resolution to a certain problem. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen or heard of it. Um, he also asks, um, I know you've been probably asked this one million times over, which is literally, true, we yeah. have, yes, literally. <laughs> but why exactly can't you use Daphne Ashbrook and Yiji oh, So as the Eighth Doctor's companions? If it's a contract issue, surely it will run out or expire at some point. Mm. And finally he asks, um, I'd like to ask about certain characters and their possible return to Big Finish. Uh, Keris, uh, maybe as a flashback in the Charlie Pollard series. Uh, the Celestial Toolmaker. Uh, Siri O'Neill. I'm yeah. sorry if I pronounced no, that no, wrong. No, no, you got that spot Fantastic. on. Fantastic. See, I'm learning all the time. As <laughs> Colonel um, Emily Chowdhury. It's like a Radio unit. One DJ, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. you know, I'm, I hope I'm better looking than them at least. You know, and uh, David well. Warner's. <laughs> and Don't uh, aim too high, Joe. Well, well, that's you know, I won't get my hopes up yet. <laughs> and finally, we got David Warner's marvelous Unbound Third Doctor, maybe in a box set. That's for me and Manning. Okay. So. Wow, that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me. So, so, Sapphire and Steel, where are we with that? Oh, Sapphire and Steel, no. Uh, that was, Sapphire and Steel was killed by piracy, it's basically. True. Yeah. Uh, which is a great shame. It just, mm. yeah, yeah. People loved it and nicked it instead of buying it. So oh, there we go. The problem. We all learned the yeah. lesson. Then we have Daphne Ashbrook. And oh, yeah. Well, I, I do periodically ask about that. And it's a very interesting point that the problem might expire, but they are owned by Universal. Right. Uh, who made the Doctor Who uh, TV movie. So, uh, yeah, so it is not within the BBC's gift to, to mm -hmm. let us use those characters. Was you know because if it was it would be just part of the package. But I, you know I might have another little ask about that. 
Yeah, it can't hurt, can it? Yeah. And then we have all these various characters. Kerry's any chance of him popping up in Charlie Pollard, even though he's dead? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a problem, isn't it? I don't. Uh, I suppose you can do anything, can't you? Um, uh, I would love to work with Conrad Westmass again, who mm. played Kerry's, who's a lovely, lovely human being and a great actor. So, okay, there's a seed planted there. Maybe just get Conrad in to do some stuff. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Lovely bloke. Where problem. did he go? <laughs> What happened to Comrade? It's probably behind the fridge somewhere trying yeah. to get out. <laughs> Quite Comrade. A cool yes. drink. That could be the competition question. Where is Comrade? <laughs> <laughs> we need the music for that. Yeah, definitely. Right, yeah. So we can't do that. No, what, okay. what music's that? You mean this music? No, it's all right. It's <laughs> Fantastic. And then, um, of course, Celestial Toymaker. Uh, oh yes well we've done the Celestial Toolmaker quite a lot we've done three times now, yeah, haven't we yeah. I think I'll do for now yeah definitely um, <laughs> uh, Unbound Third Doctor any more Unbounds at all really no, no I don't think so no plans for that unless you know people are screaming at the gates and smashing the windows and trying to get in which they are but that's because so because right we've you, so kidnapped you're, you're not in the office every day <laughs> <laughs> that's true yes yeah. I just float having past. to put the fridge up behind the door just to keep them out I think someone's trying to uh, contact me on uh, Facebook or something. I just heard a blink noise. I'm going to I'm going to get rid of Facebook so it stops doing that. Uh, uh, no, no, no uh, no plans for more unbounds, really. What about what was the last one Unit and Emily Chowdhury and all the lovely Unit crew? Um again no plans. Hmm. Yeah, that was Siri O'Neill, was it? Yeah, Siri O'Neill's yeah, yeah, no, they were they were brilliant, weren't they? But mm. no, no plans for that at the moment. But yeah, interesting to raise mm. that. Shall I just read another email and then we'll have uh, the co- the new competition? That's the uh, competition. Um, <clears throat> that was that was quite well done. I've spoiled it by commenting on it now. So uh, Jim Hall writes in from Minnesota to say, so my wife and I started watching Gotham last night. Where on earth is this going to go? I haven't read this email. Uh, and it was much better than anything Big Finish does. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, it's an interesting show, and I'm curious where they take it. As you may know, Sean Pertwee plays Alfred Butler to Bruce Wayne. At several points throughout the show, my wife and I would turn to each other and comment, wow, he sounded just like his dad there. I wonder if you've ever talked to Sean about doing something with Doctor Who, maybe reading a third Doctor story. I don't know if he's at all interested in stepping into a role previously inhabited by his father. I'm sure that could be weird for him as a son and actor, but I think it would be interesting, and Sean certainly does sound exactly like John Pertwee. But hold on, you sounded a bit like him, and now he sounds exactly like him by the end of the email. Goodness me, I mean, you know, if the email was longer, he probably would be John yeah. Pertwee by the end of the email. Maybe well, Jim, that's an interesting point. We, I don't think we've ever approached him yeah. That that's something to think of the future. At the moment we we've you know, we had someone in the light at the end doing a John Pertwee voice, which I thought was rather good. Okay. Um Tim Trelaw. And Tim will be doing some more uh, narrating and, and, and Third Doctor stuff for us uh, in upcoming releases. So there, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, but never mind. Uh, let's have a competition. <laughs> okay, Ian, over to you. Right, okay, okay. Um well Next month, or coming up for after, just after the next podcast, so when we'll be answering these, is um, the release or the, the proper release to everyone of Trial of the Valyard, uh, which I suppose the news of us releasing that has been slightly soured by uh, the news today. Of yes, just Linda this morning Bellingham's we heard that Linda Bellingham passing. died. Yes, very sad indeed. She was brilliant, and I know that everyone who worked with her absolutely. I, I never actually met her, but uh, mm. she, uh, yeah. She always brought much joy to to the recordings. Outward, she was quite outrageous, Linda. <laughs> She's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so sorry. Yes. Put the mockers on that. But um, you know, 
Bless you, Linda, and thank well, you. Well, it's the a work, celebration so. of her, isn't it? Really? We'll have some Oxo for lunch. <laughs> hey, she used to do Oxo yeah. stock Badfords mm. for anyone who didn't know that. <clears throat> so yes, the prizes will be uh, next next podcast. We will announce the winners of the competition, and the prize will be a copy of Trial of the Valleyard on CD for three lucky winners. And Nick will not be signing any of these. Will no, he? no. <laughs> Which will make them extremely valuable. <laughs> so I will pass it over to Joe for the actual question. Okay, so here we go. It's the Valiard, Michael Jaston, starred opposite Colin Baker in Doctor Who, A Trial of a Time Lord, and now in The Trial of the Valiard. But which major film did he star opposite Tom Baker? Oh, don't read out the answer. No, I was... no. <laughs> He's it. new, I imagine he just goes straight <laughs> just like, on. There we go. And that film was uh, The Guns of Navarone. Uh, well, no. you've ruined it now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can count that one out. Uh, listen, let's uh, just hear the trailer for uh, Trial of a Time Lord. I think that might be quite a good idea. Trial of the Valiard. Oh, the Trial of the Valiard. I'll get the title right. Strike right. tilting axis suggests a spaceship. Or a space station. In orbit around a larger... No, no, no! This is an outrage. Greetings, Doctor. Madam Inquisitor, I protest. Frequently, yes. But he's me. A future version of me. Are you telling me that the Time Lords revisited their own time stream and rewrote the law? Delete that last section of transcript. Doctor, compose yourself. He's either a future version of me or he's something else. Doctor, we meet again. Oh, spooky. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Are you still talking to me when the when the thing's finished and yeah. everyone can hear us now? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, so yes, there you are. Trial of the Valiard, as I should have said, if I weren't such an imbecile. <laughs> um, so, sorry about my sniffing. I've got a bit of a cold. Got a bit of a cold. Yeah, we all have, I think. It is, isn't it? So, anyway, talking of the time of year, Halloween is coming Ooh. up. This is what this podcast is all about, really, yes. and we've just got to it at about 30 minutes. I've got a meeting with the BBC later. Hurry up. It's actually <laughs> it's November now, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's taken fi- so long. Fireworks Day special offer. How lovely. <laughs> So tell us about the Halloween offer. Okay, well, his microphone. we've sort of tried to push the boat out a little bit, mainly to mark Frankenstein coming out. Um, Finally. Um, so, yeah, that'll, that'll be uh, coming out um, the witching hour. I think we're going to try and do. I'm going to stay up and put it live. Bless um, you. And then on top of that, we're going to be giving away a free ghost story, which is will be a digital one, which will be online, um, not as a podcast, because that's our slot, but it'll be available as a, a free download on the site. And we'll be doing a special offer. As, as Halloween's actually Friday, we can do an, an offer along the weekend. Oh. So there will be an offer with, I think four of our titles and I'm not going to say what but apparently because I was still talking about it when we came out people are probably going to guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true so Jason oh, yeah, sorry, will be chasing me with a big cleaver because I've just lost us a month worth of anyone buying it so. <laughs> oh dear yes rewind the podcast to find out the sick sorry it's yeah. like a backwards hidden message what we need is three sets of headphones basically so you can hear what's going on yeah, yeah. Right. we've discovered the flaw in our plan oh well <laughs> <laughs> anyway <clears throat> brilliant well that all sounds fantastic yes. doesn't it mm-hmm. and uh well done you guys on doing that you're teaching joe in the ways of of do, putting up these uh, uh 
um, yeah, yeah. well, he's doing everything I'm going to do so that we actually have more time to, to do everything. So uh, it's I'm very excited. I think it's good news for us. So, so. And Joe, how did you get this job? Um, you were very nice and offered me a nice job, but no, I've, oh, sorry, I just I've, walked up to you in the street. Yeah, pretty no, much. No. I was like, okay, no, but no, I've um, I've been lucky enough to work on a few good TV programs this year, and having met you guys at conventions, you were very kind enough to offer me an interview, and I'm hope so far I'm proving myself with right, my. It's very early days. Who can yeah, tell? It's true. Yeah, I'll make a mean tell. cup of tea. I'll, I'll do one for you afterwards. And <laughs> oh, thank I'll you very much. You yeah, it should be good. I have to get a train actually into central London oh. to meet with the BBC. Ooh. Oh dear, it's all kicking off, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, and I, I was particularly impressed by the way Joe said he actually wanted my job, but I did say that he had to, had to well, wait to until be, I died. To be, to be fair, it was Stephen Moffat's job first, so it's whoever oh, okay. dies first, you know, you know, if you're lucky, you know. We'll, see you <laughs> well, well, let's see how that pans out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, is there anything else to add, or can we bring this this sorry uh, affair to I a close? I think one thing to, to mention because I think we, we forget this is that if you want to um, try and get your your letter read out here, or competition entries should all go to podcast at bigfinish.com thank you so much for mentioning that i'm such an incompetent fool that's a very good point yeah so is has our pod been cast i believe it's well truly cast it's felt pretty cast to me now i've just got to put it online without accidentally deleting it yeah again so, you know. oh no again again what? has he accidentally deleted something uh, no, not, not, not that you know <laughs> it's all good just, just don't try and oh my god <laughs> okay well thanks for listening and it's goodbye from me nick briggs uh, it's goodbye from me, Ian Atkins. And it's hello and goodbye from me, Joe Smith. Oh, oh he's he's cool. yeah, brilliant. Goodbye. Big finish. We love stories. Audio books. Audio drama. Dr. Who likes